BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. Today, we are talking about something quite personal, but something that I think every person listening right now has probably dealt with at one point or another. And that's our relationship with our hair. I'll never forget the first time that I saw a Pantene ad. The woman's hair was so luscious and silky and thick and perfect, and I was mesmerized by it. But it could not have been more different from my own hair. Of course, the Pantene hair instantly became this ideal of what we all thought was beautiful. But the mission to get hair like hers, I think, was what carried me through so many different journeys of my hair. Whether it was getting extensions, maybe a post-breakup chop, multiple color differences, how many of you can relate? All to just achieve the bounce that I saw on the TV and could be felt from like miles away. But now as a 28 year old, I think I've come to a very healthy relationship with my hair. And I figured out the most essential truth when it comes to dealing with it, less is more. And Diana Cohen's Crown Affair is truly leading that message. She's been such an invaluable resource to me in dealing with my hair. She is disrupting the hair care industry that has notoriously sold us chemical-based products and damaging styles with really simple products, clean ingredients, and routines and rituals that nourish our hair from within. I'm sure you guys have seen this all over Instagram. The Crown Affair hair oil has landed on every bestseller list. It is literally a godsend. Please go buy it now. I promise it will change your hair because it changed mine. And it even caught the eye of the brand's newest investor, Gwyneth Paltrow. And of course, the brand is a bestseller at Goop and Sephora. So in this episode, Diana and I sit down and she shares her experience navigating the hair care industry. She also shares all of her own routines. There are so many things that I didn't know that have dramatically changed my hair. And I learned them all from Diana. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show, find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please make sure that you follow us, rate, and leave us a review. Thank you for tuning in and have an amazing week ahead, everybody. Here's my conversation with my friend, Diana Cohen. What's new? I haven't seen you in so I haven't seen you since our gorgeous dinner at Pia's house, which was like the dreamiest. Like if all work events could be like that, I'd be happy. Oh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. It was such a special night. It was such a good crew of women and Pia is just a goddess, like hosting literal everything. Like, yes, I love your Italian home in Pasadena. That's literally like an oasis villa perfection dream. Like, do I need to move to Pasadena? I think we all need to move to Pasadena is what I took away from yeah. that evening. I stepped into her home and just that whole energy. I'm like, I'm, I've been transported to Italy. It's so special, but I've been good. I've been like mainly in Miami this summer, which as we were joking is not like the most ideal, but it's been my home base for like visiting 
Sephora stores and traveling around the country. So it's always really nice to come home to this and the beach if I'm going to be traveling like throughout the country. Well, I'm so excited to have you on today. I feel like you and I have, I think I probably have like the most life overlaps with you while also missing you. For those of you who don't know, Diana and I, we both worked at Spring, but missed each other. Yeah. We both worked at Glossier, but missed each other. Yeah. And then we didn't really overlap, but I worked with you a ton at Away. Yes. Flamingo worked with you a Flamingo. little bit. And what else did I miss? Probably like outdoor voices. Oh I my don't God. Know. Outdoor voices Everything. huge. What do you mean? Yeah. Didn't you like, like build out the influencer program originally at OV? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which like I did for, a, I think, <laughs> was, was I with them for like a year? I think you were with us for a year. I definitely, we definitely used to have emails back and forth all the time. Yeah. 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 Our lives have orbited each other in like such a beautiful way, but you're so right. Like we are just almost like a clip. It's like ships in the night. It's like, yes. as I'm leaving, you're doing something or starting a new thing. And it's it's been very special to have that kind of connection with you. Yes. Because I feel like every time I see you, even though like we, I think we've had like a one meal together solo once. But every time I see you, I feel like I just know, like we're, we're cut from the same cloth vibes. Like we went to the same school, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Also NYU. Yeah. Well, let's, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit older than you, not a ton right. older than you. So that's probably why our orbits are slightly missing each other, but it's crazy. Yeah. We both went to NYU. I was at ITG spring, like in really similar roles, but I think what's so cool about everything we've done, it's like you bring such a special thing to what you do. And like what, I, I don't know, it's been, it's been really fun where there's few people who I feel like get it and are like in the trenches of like building these things and a part of these teams early. And the fact that we worked with so many of the same people too, I think is such a testament to like where you are today too. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I feel, I always reflect back on that time as like, we're, we definitely have like a once in a lifetime perspective into like the rise of D2C brands. Like we were in the trenches of that. Like it, it's pretty crazy. You way deeper than me because I feel like you were behind the scenes on the growth of so many of these brands that are just at the epicenter today. I was early. I feel like you get a really front row view when you're like one of the first employees because you're like in that nitty gritty, like you're in the tiny office. You're like going to the founder's apartment on weekends. Like you really kind of get, you see what it's like to be a founder. But I also always joke that, it almost feels like you can speak a language. Like when you go to like Mexico and you're like, I totally speak Spanish. And then you try to speak it and you're like, I don't speak Spanish. And that was very much what it was like starting my own business. I was like, oh, wow, I'm super grateful. I've been close to it, but this is a whole other amazing beast. And also I feel like one of the rare points of view that we have is like, we were both in New York while Instagrams and the social media world as it is today, wasn't quite, it's obviously changed so much. And we kind of saw it like, when we weren't necessarily like living and breathing every second on our phones. And that was a really special time in New York, I think. So, you know, I am a massive Crown Affair fan. Like it is the only shampoo conditioner I use. Like I specifically, I travel a lot and I specifically like got to go things for my Crown Affair. Please make travel sized soon to like take it everywhere with me. I won't go anywhere. I am like a product pusher for Crown Affair. I tell everyone about it. It has truly changed my hair. I have really thin, fine hair that dries out really quickly. I've had like quite the hair journey. I had extensions for like five years, lost a lot of, ton of hair from it. 
and have been really focused the past, I'd say three years on just kind of regrowing my hair naturally and getting it to a point where it just feels good every day. And Crown Affair has been a huge, huge, huge part of that. I love you. Thank you. Because you literally hearing you, I mean, just seeing you try the product in such like an organic way. I remember when I first told you, I was like, I'm working on this product. I have this vision for like making a hair care line that's more rooted in the care and the ritual piece of hair, because I get it. Like hair, hair is such a huge part of our identities, right? It's like, it changes the way you feel and it changes the way you move through the world. And I love that you're like, I had extensions. I went through this journey. It fell out because the reality is, is like the industry has been selling us and showing us what quote perfection looks like. And it's really coming from a place of like achieving a look versus like caring for it. And I feel like the best analogy is probably like makeup and skincare. It's like taking care of your skin will allow you to do the things you want to with makeup. And that doesn't mean you can't like have so much fun playing with it in the same way with hair. Like we love an event, we love a blowout, but there's this whole time that you're like at home, you just want your hair to feel its best, look its best. And truly it is like the women like you and the women in my world, which is like why I started this company because I could not find products out there that spoke to me, like from the checklist that I was looking for. So I love that you love it. And I, you're going to, I'm so excited for, I have so many new products too in 2023 that I already cannot wait to send to you based off your hairstyle right now. So get ready. Oh gosh. And minis. minis Everyone knows my hair. Minis are coming. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Everyone knows my hair is like always in a bun, but you know, I was thinking about you the other day because I don't know how many of you listening have been watching the Victoria's Secret documentary that's on Hulu right now. I think there are three episodes out. I don't really know if it's like a 10 part. I don't know how many episodes there are, but it was really fascinating. You know, I grew up in the Victoria's Secret generation. So did you. Like we were kind of fed this singular image that, you know, they made it this kind of comparison that Victoria's Secret was kind of Instagram 1.0. It was like the analog version of selling an image of what everyone should look like. And I, I as I was prepping for this episode, I thought of you because I think about that with hair too. I think about how many times I, you know, when I was younger, I saw the Pantene ad of the girl with like the perfect, literally like almost like parting the Nile, like perfect hair that would just like move and shine and bounce. And I don't think that we've really discussed hair in that way, in a way that it's like, you know, one size is definitely not fits all. I think for women of color, we've definitely had this a a way stronger respect and awakening for for those different hair types. But I don't think that we've really talked about this idea of being sold like the perfect hair image that not a lot of us have, which is actually why I had extensions for five years. I was so insecure about my hair. It's like such a, I think, security blanket for so many women that have long hair. And I know that Crown Affair is really based in this routine of self-care and hair love. And so I so appreciate you in that. And and really, when I was just watching the documentary the other day, I, I thought about how important Crown Affair is for that reason of just loving your hair, taking care of it, getting it to the healthiest point and not having to succumb to this like image of like hair that isn't Gosh, ours. I couldn't agree more. First of all, I need to watch this documentary. I'm going to start it tonight. It's really good. I've, it's I've really been seeing done. it pop up on social, but you're right. We grew up, I mean, the generation that we grew up in and what perfection was and how quote effortless it seemed when none of it was real. And I think the biggest thing, especially with hair is we've lost that connection to our relationship with it because we're approaching it from a point of frustration instead of care. And we've totally forgot about the fact that like, it is a reflection of our well being. Like if for me, if I have like a, for example, like a pimple comes up and I'm like, Oh wait, it's because my hormones, like I'm looking 
at these things that are happening in my body as a response to like how I'm doing like my wellness and with hair, it's like, we've just been reaching for the hot tools, reaching for the thing, whatever it is, instead of being like, let me take a beat and like, see what my hair is telling me and like tune in a little bit more. And like, that's what I love. Like, I mean, my whole thing with crown affair is like, how do we get people excited about wash day? Like, I can't tell you how many women I spoke to who are like, Oh, I hate that I have to wash my hair or like, I get it. Like you plan your wash days around maybe activity or something that you're doing, but it's like, how do you listen to it a little bit more? How do you use things that are like less harsh because your hair moves with you every single day. And I think changing that perspective and relationship to it. And by the way, like it's not our fault. The the words and the language that the industry use tame, manage, fight, like language matters and like how you talk to yourself matters. And we see this with activity. It's like doing an intense workout, being super mean to yourself in your head. It's like, that's not a way to live and move through the world. Like be a little bit kinder, find consistent rituals where you can see that change happen over time. We'll be right back after a quick break. Before you guys know it, it's going to be fall. Can't believe I'm saying that. But with the new season comes a ton of new styles. I'm already on the hunt for new sweaters, new boots. But I have to share with you guys my best kept secret for being on trend, trying new things every season, but not breaking my bank and affecting the planet. It's Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. So instead of going and buying all those new things, you can rent them. You'll get access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands, everything from party dresses to premium denim and one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. Newly stock styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus size to 5X plus maternity. It's really easy too. You get fast and free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. You also get the option to buy whatever you love at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the new season. You can say yes to all the new trends, whether it's a Y2K throwback, sets, checker print, crochet, all without feeling that fast fashion ick. Orders are shipped in recycled, recyclable, and reusable totes with no plastic packaging. Renting through Newly means you get to wear so much more, sometimes thousands of dollars worth of clothing while spending way less. It's a win-win for your closet, your checking account, and the planet. Newly shared closet helps curb that must-buy-something-new feeling when there are events on the calendar, a new season, all while giving you new things to wear. Newly is already a great value at just $88 a month, but for any six styles right now, you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code FRIEND10. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code FRIEND10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code FRIEND10. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So while I've not been able to go to France this summer, I have been indulging in a French-inspired beauty routine from Reservage. Reservage is a French-inspired beauty supplement and skincare brand that supports and promotes beauty from inside out and outside in. They have just newly relaunched, which is so exciting, with an eye-catching, bold new look that aims to provide women of all ages and backgrounds with science-backed, proven products that support radiant health, well-being, and natural beauty. With self-care as the starting point, Reservage is redefining their approach to beauty with a holistic mindset, a purpose-filled vision, and product innovation driven by the evolving needs of women throughout every age and stage of their life. I have a ton of favorite products from them, but some of them include their skincare line featuring their proprietary micro-encapsulated copper peptides. It's a powerful antioxidant that maximizes the appearance of smooth and supple skin from head to toe. If I'm going to recommend anything for you guys to try right now, it is their collagen candy. 
With just one stick pack, you can get your daily dose of collagen peptides and revitalizing skin nutrients. It is so easy to use. I carry it with me all the time, and I know that I'm getting all the best things for my skin. Another one of their hero products is their award-winning Reservatrol. It's made to support healthy heart function, cellular health, and help activate the longevity gene that gives you the protection and immunity boost that you need to stay healthier longer. You can get 30% off your product order at Reservage.com when you use code FRIEND30. I'm so excited for you guys to try it. Let me know what you think. Again, that's code FRIEND30 for 30% off your first product order on Reservage. Now let's get back to the show. So you're a queen of rituals. I remember, and I know that this is like common knowledge, but I remember personally from just knowing you that before Crown Affair started, it actually was inspired by this like crazy Google doc that I, I feel like Emma Holland sent yes, it to me. 100%. Right? Yeah, Emma Holland <laughs> sent it to me. You guys, it was this like amazing Google Doc that Diana had that basically outlined your hair care routine. And it's like definitely multiple minutes long and multiple steps long. And I think for me, your dedication to that and like knowing that that's kind of like your moment of reprieve was super inspiring to so many people. Like that Google Doc got like shared in masses. So I want to hear about how your lover routine started and a little bit about what was on this Google Doc. Oh, the famous Google Doc. I, first of all, I love that you called me a queen of rituals because in my head, I'm like, you are. I, I, I just swear by the consistency of things. So outside of hair care, or skincare, or anything or activity, like journaling is a huge one for me. I love the artist's mm. way. I don't know if you've done the artist's way. I feel like I did in maybe a little bit after college. Yeah. Journaling for me, I need a prompt. Love that. That's, I totally get that by the way. I also think that with any ritual, it's like not making it a thing on a checklist or to-do list. Like you don't want the rituals to own you. It's like, you need to use the rituals as a tool. So don't put pressure on yourself. If you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't journal every day or I didn't do this thing. But journaling for me is huge. And then I'm a big stretcher. Like I stretch and foam roll every day. That to me is like my form of meditation. So I'm really into that. And then with hair care, I've always just really been obsessed with hair. I feel like with makeup and skincare, like for skincare, I really look to my dermatologist as like my relationship with them as the expert. And I really do have acne prone skin. So that's like, I'm very less is more there. And same with makeup. Like I'm high, low. I love like a nicer foundation, but like give me a a Maybelline eyeliner from the drugstore any day. But with hair care, I had really invested the time because of what you said earlier, which is that hair is a part of my identity and it has been a security blanket. And I've seen friends go through things, both medical or stress related that, you know, you start to lose your hair or you just see changes. So for me, it's really about taking care of the hair that I have and being kind to it. So on the stock was the 12 steps of like the things that I swear by and a little bit of guidance, you know, that included my like luxury hairbrush that I was like, you should buy this hairbrush. It's over $200. And you know, I'm guessing it was a Mason. It was, it was Mason Pearson. Like number one guys, number one, invest in a Mason Pearson hairbrush. You will thank us later. (laughs) Even to this day, like we make a beautiful hairbrush handmade in Italy. It's $62. And I think for the price point, the quality is amazing, but like you'll have a Mason. It's just Mason Pearson brushes are incredible. And we, I mean, between us and everybody listening, like we took them apart and really like understood just like how they were made and what it is. And we've made the best like equivalent version because I didn't want to expect everybody who got this Google doc to be like, I'm cool with spending $200 on a hairbrush. Like right. 
it's an investment, but the whole concept of like brushing for health, like that's like, and like, that was new to a lot of people that got the doc. They were like, wait, it's not just for like styling or like a round brush. I'm like, no, no, no. Like when your hair is dry at night, if you have straight or wavy hair, like brush it, you know, like it'll move the natural healthy oils down your scalp. It stimulates the blood flow to promote growth. Like it's also just a really nice ritual. So that was one thing. Another thing on the list was like silk scrunchies. I'm like, you know, if you, I get for like maybe a styling moment or an event, you want like a clear band or whatnot, but like, if you're just wearing your hair up to work out or whatever it is, like grab a silk scrunchie, even something with like shampoo. I was like, this is the shampoo I like. And here's what I wish I could change about it or the hair towel I like, but here's what I could change about it. The big thing from this doc, and I say this to anybody who's like thinking about starting a company or like has a product idea. It's like, don't worry about anything being perfect. Just like get it out there and start to have conversations because I think you'll you'll start to, yeah, you'll start to connect those dots. And for me, the dots were like so much of the content online is about achieving a look or styling or like, you know, model and share with wet hair and like professional blow drying it or like a lot of the cleaner stuff in the category or quote healthier options were very like whole foods option, you know, like tea tree hair oil, which I love too. And I think has its a place, but for me, it just became so clear. There was nothing in the intersection of like the luxury salon brands that I wanted where like performance matters and like the quality of the product matters, but also cleaner, better for you. And just like formulated or designed in a, in a new contemporary way. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I want to quickly go back to the brushing of the hair part because yeah. I know that's a big one for you. How long are you brushing your hair for? Like two minutes. It's not a whole okay. to do. It's just to like move the oils. People get really nervous. They're like, my hair gets so poofy. Like the wave gets broken up. That's normal. If you don't have straight hair, if you have any kind of texture or curl, you'll notice that the fibers separate, but like give it 15 minutes. And I promise you like brush it before bed, let it settle, wake up in the morning. Feel so much more volume in your crown. Right. And I, I'm big on that. I've always been a hairbrusher. Like it's always yeah. just been a part of my routine. Something that I learned recently, and I know that you definitely co-sign, is for a long time, I feel like I was trained to shampoo my hair, condition my hair, and then brush my hair in the shower with the conditioner in it, which I've learned in my l- later in life in this like hair care revolution that we're in is terrible for your hair. But I think a lot of people still do. I feel like it was like a thing of the 90s, like brush your hair with the conditioner in it. Diana's face right now is like, she's like (laughs) shaking her head right and left, like dying to be like, stop, no, stop. So now I actually learned that brushing your hair wet is the worst thing that you can do because it's at its weakest and that's when it breaks the most. So two things that I've done, two things that you've taught me actually, not to brush my hair when it's wet, one, and two, to actually brush my hair before I get in the shower. Yeah. And two- the hair towels. Guys, buy a hair towel right now. I had no idea that wrapping my hair in like a regular towel was actually breaking it because it's so heavy. I love hair towels. I literally sit with them in my hair for like 30 minutes. They're such a game changer. So thank you for all these tips. I just had to share them in case anyone's listening right now needed to get up to speed with what you've taught me over the past couple of years. (laughs) I love it. Also, I always joke. I'm like, my toxic trait is that I leave my hair towel in for like two hours, even though I should all like, because it's just so comfortable the way we've designed it. But you're so right. Your hair is more vulnerable as a fiber when it's wet. So be super careful. And if you have curly hair and you're like, I need something to like move through the curls, they're amazing wide tooth combs. I love a comb. Like it's just, it's really hard on your hair. And it goes back to that. Like every little, every little thing adds up. 
So transparently, I remember when you first launched the brand, you, I believe, launched with the hair oil and the combs. Yes. And the towel and the brush. So four, okay. four SKUs. So I remember when that first came out, I won't lie. I was incredibly intimidated by it. Fast forward. I'm now like the biggest fan of all of it. But there's something that you've done with Crown Affair that I think is really, really hard to do. And even like we're talking a person like me who is surrounded and inundated by brands all the time. You got me to invest in a routine, which I actually don't have. I cannot think of another brand that I have in my Rolodex that sold a routine to me versus a single skew. So I'd love to hear your perspective on what it's been like building a company around a routine of self-care versus just being like, here, take the shampoo, enjoy it, move on. I love hearing your like initial response to the set was what it was. It was like this. I was like, she's going to hate me if I say this. No, I love, honestly, I love it. I'm like the queen of feedback. It's funny because from my perspective, and this goes back to the Google doc, it's like all of these things change your hair and they change the health of your hair. And that was the guidance I was giving because I wasn't coming from like a skew perspective where I was like a hairstylist or a dresser that was like, you need this mousse. It's going to change the way blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so product focused for me, it was like, use this hairbrush that you might already have. That's a dual bristle board brush. Like, okay, invest in our towel, like try a comb, like see what works, try a hair oil. I love that you were like, I'm, I think that's the biggest misconception about oils in general, both for skincare and hair care is that you actually probably need hydration. Often if you're oily, especially at your scalp, it has to do with the shampoo you're using, the detergent based surfactant, you end up overproducing oil because you're stripping it away. So, and that's the same for your face, same for your face. Yes, exactly. If you use a cleanser, your skin gets tight, you're going to overproduce oil. So it is really about taking your time to figure out what works for you. But I do love to hear that it was that routine and ritual for you, because I think that doing them holistically, it's also really like, it seems like a big kind of lift, but it also is an easy place to start. Like whenever people ask us, they're like, I don't do, I don't take care of my hair. I need to start taking care of my hair. Like I have a whole skincare routine, but like, I've just been using what my stylist gave me. I don't even know if it's good for me. I'm always like, start with a towel just to see the way your hair air dries without all that dampness. Start with a hair oil, you know, you switch your brush out in the shower for a comb. And like, if you brush your hair, then brush your hair. And it's amazing. You already had that education and knowledge around the Mason Pearson, because I can't tell you how many people we talk to who, you know, have flakiness on their scalp or seborrheic dermatitis. And they're like, I didn't know that just brushing would help like move that buildup. So yes, I love that you've adopted a ritual because it's my whole goal in life. Let's get into that product (laughs) development a little bit, because again, you didn't start with the traditional shampoo and conditioner. And I think a lot of your products are quite innovative for the space, which I think is exactly what's needed. You know, I see so many other kind of products that are popping up right now that are super successful, whether we think about like Rhodes Barrier Cream, or I think about Summer Fridays and like the different kind of elements that they bring into each product. It's not just like cleanser, toner, lip balm, like it's always a little bit something different. And I'd love to hear your process on product development and what you want to bring to market. It is so important, especially because I'm not coming from like, I don't have like a partner from like a celebrity perspective. Like I'm not a traditional content creator, even though I do love like the community online, but like for me, there is no reason to launch things unless they're actually different or innovative in some way. So a lot of what we're doing at Crown Affair is taking these iconic 
cult favorite products that have been on the shelves for a decade, two decades, a lot of the products that were in my original Google doc list and innovating on them from a formula perspective or a component perspective too. And I totally, I think the biggest thing with making any product today is knowing that you can't be everything to everybody, but really making a product that a group of people are obsessed with. And that is how you like build a real business over time. And those people being like, you know, whether it's the, the barrier cream from road or people being like, this is amazing or summer Fridays product where people are like, you have to try this skew. I feel like it's very much the same with like our dry shampoo or the oil or people just being like, it hits different than what I've seen. And maybe I take these words back, but right now, like the way that we work with our chemists outside our contract manufacturers, like there won't be a day that I come to them being like, let's just make a thing for the sake of making a thing. Like there's so much intentionality around what we launch and the ingredients in that, in that product. We'll be right back after a quick break. We only have a few weeks left of summer, which is absolutely crazy to say. So let's make the best of it. Surprise your friends at your next summer shindig with a smooch. Smooch hard smoothies are an adult smoothie in a can packed with real fruit and a hint of carbonation. Yes, I said hard smoothies. Wondering what that is? Hard smoothies are a whole new category of alcohol invented by a super creative independent beverage company in Ann Arbor, Michigan. They're filled with so much real fruit in every sip, plus only 5% ABV. They are gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, and they're the brand new drink of the summer. It comes in two amazing flavors, pina colada and strawberry banana, both packed with really simple ingredients. There are no fake flavorings or natural flavors listed, just real fruit, alcohol, and a splash of carbonation. They also come in really beautifully designed cans, so you can take them anywhere summer takes you. From a summer Friday's work drinks, to the beach, to a pool party, they have you covered, and it's definitely something new. You'll always be the person that's bringing a surprise to the table. I personally love the pina colada flavor. I've been taking it with me on all my beach days, and it honestly feels like I have my own personal bar right at my fingertips. And now they're also available to ship across the United States and in stores across most major metros. Visit drinksmooge.com, that's drinksmooj.com, to find Smooge near you. Or use code FRIEND to get 15% off your entire box of hard smoothies. A friendly reminder for everybody listening that you must be over 21 to enjoy Smooge. That's drinksmooge.com. Every summer, I definitely go on the hunt for new brands. And this summer was no exception. I love to find new brands, especially ones that are female-founded and female-run. Ones that can give me a really cute set, a really cute dress, something that I feel like will stand out at a pool party or whatever function I have. So I want to tell you about the new brand that I found this summer and I can't stop wearing it. It's called Surlicote, meaning on the coast, Surlicote aims to bring a sense of vacation to our everyday lives. How magical. From resort wear to work from home wear, they have you covered. It's owned and operated by all women made in LA, just like me, but the clothing is just so chic and I know you guys will love it too. It's loved by some of our most favorite celebs and influencers because it's essentially your perfect vacation wardrobe with beautiful matching sets, loungewear, and dresses. I've been living in this blue paisley set that I got from them. It's a crop top that ties around my neck, but also ties around my back. And it's paired with really loose pants that are in the same print. And it's just so comfy, but really, really good summer vibes. It's cute for a day at the farmer's market, or sometimes I'll dress it up for drinks at night with a cute little heel. I also love a zebra print dress that I got. The fit of the dress is really perfect. It doesn't feel like a cheap zebra print. It really is elevated. So cute. I absolutely love this dress. 
I've been wearing it with black sandals just for a normal day. And it's been such a good summer outfit that I've been using for the past couple months. I also love that they reduce waste. They produce in small batch orders only. So make sure when you see something you like, you go get it right away. They ship in sustainable packing materials. Your order will always arrive hand wrapped in a simple compostable bag. As I said, there is something for everyone from slips to skirts, cute tops, and so many more. And I'm so happy to support this amazing brand. So I hope you guys love it too. Use my code friend at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Visit shopsurlacoat.com to find your new favorite summer fit. That's shop, S-U-R-L-A-C-O-T-E.com. Now let's get back to the show. I remember sitting down at lunch with you and I was listing off different hair care brands on the market. Some really popular, some that we are seeing 24 seven on our Instagram feeds. And you were like, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. And over and over and over again. And I was stunned just based on the ingredients and formulation and how popular these products are. I think people would be really surprised to turn the bottle around and actually see what's in them and actually Google like these long names. Yes. I, and I remember distinctly that conversation because I don't think, I think after seeing your reaction, I didn't pick up a lot of those bottles again. Yeah, I, I really think about ingredients a lot like food. Totally. So it's all going know, on your scalp. It's go. It, first of all, your scalp ages six times faster, and it also absorbs products quicker than based on your wow. skin, like the pores. The yeah, it's it's really crazy when you get into it. To me, it's like food. I'd rather have a hair oil with five simple, super high quality ingredients, almost like a really good salad, than like an oil that has eighteen ingredients. And you're like, what is in here? What is it doing? The quality piece of the conversation is really important to us as well. And that hasn't really happened. I think in beauty at large, like a lot of people use the term clean, which very candidly is different things by different people. So we're Sephora clean, we're Credo clean, but there's different levels to it. To me, it's quality. I'm like the Parmesan cheese analogy is where it hits. It's like, you can get Parmesan at the store, pre-shaved in the little green can and like ingredient craft. on the recipe is part. Yeah. Craft basically. And it's Parmesan. Like that's what your recipe calls for. Or you could have the most beautiful wheel of Parmesan, like flown in from Italy and like shaved over your cachet pate and like the ingredient list, like the inky, it's like, they're both Parmesan, but like, we all know those are not the same ingredient. And I feel the same way with like quality of sourcing and that that's what I was so excited about with Crown Affair. I'm like, how can we make better quality versions of a lot of what's out there and in the world that we're doing it, which is ultimately prestige hair care. It's not fascinating to me because I know you very well and I know what you're capable of, but you know, Crown Affair is a top seller at Sephora and at Goop. And I, it's always just, I'm so inspired when I have people on the show who are like, I was not in hair care before. Like I had nothing to do with this. It just came from my genuine passion, my genuine routine. As we were saying earlier, you worked at incredible brands launching so much of their marketing, influencer marketing, Glossier, Harry's, Spring, OV. I wonder if you could look back today and reflect on your experience as a founder, finally, and not doing the work for other people, <laughs> what you would think the like number one thing is that you brought from those experiences into your founder journey. I mean, I feel so grateful. I had all of those experiences at the time that I did and, and the world was really different then, but you know, it's, it's, you just need to have a vision, like having a clear vision on why you do what you do. Cause you're right. Like I don't come from hair care. I don't come from like a big corporate boardroom at like a L'Oreal or whatever. Like I, I am doing this because I want to, I want to create products that I feel like I'm missing. And like the women in my orbit are missing. And I'm very grateful, right? When I started this company, it's not like I didn't have work experience, right? That work experience was so key, but 
I think you just have to realize that everybody's figuring it out and everybody's writing their own rules and their own path, especially in a time like now. The last two years have been anything but what, you know, you can't look back at the, the textbook of what people did. You really have to just have your own vision. But I will say the biggest learning is like, you can't be nostalgic. I think like nostalgia kind of like kills you as like a founder. Like you just have to be like, okay, this is different now. I'm going to start to try this thing. And coming from the millennial Victoria's Secret world, we all grew up in of like, it has to be perfect before I ship it. Like kind of releasing and letting go and being like, I'm going to bring people into this conversation. I'm going to grow this with people. I think that is the biggest thing that I've learned. It's so fascinating that you brought up the nostalgia thing because I've had so many conversations lately about just nostalgia in general in society, like Y2K, pop punk, all of these things that are coming back up again. And recently we did an interview and the person that I interviewed actually said, I think that it needs to hit a peak soon because I don't think it's great for society. And I, I agree with that because it's interesting as I scroll Instagram these days, a lot of the marketing that I see in so many brands has some sort of nostalgia factor to it, whether it's like a riff on an Apple ad or a riff on the 90s supermodels. And it begs the question, like, are we at a point where people are having a hard time being original with their product and they just have to use these references to feel nostalgic in some way? I mean, do you have four hours to talk about this? Because I could literally talk about this on the branding side. Like, I, I always joke, I'm like, if you covered the name of a brand or you just looked at a snapshot of an Instagram feed, would you even know what brand it is? Because everything is just starting to look the same. And one of the things I really wanted to do with Crown Affair, outside of like the product and the components being beautiful, was actually creating a brand that was through my lens, which is like all the weird amalgamation of my visual literacy. Like the brand is ultimately me. And I think having a clear vision on that, because you're totally right. I think the world we're in right now, it's like, even when I like TikTok a lot, I think it's a really fun platform, but I think like the content formats, like the, the, the trends of things, it's like, are we doing these things because they're trending and you get views? Are you doing these things because it feels original to you? And I think that it's a really interesting place right now. If you want to create something original and not broadcast it, what, you know, it's, it's just a really interesting place, but I totally agree, especially with the Y2K stuff. I, no, no shade to the brands who do this, but I'm like, you will never see our product superimposed on like a clueless scene and shares hand. And like a lot of brands do that. And I guess it people- really weirds me out. I'm like, like, how do people think that's, I mean, no shade to those brands. Like I follow yeah. some of those brands, but it really yeah. confuses me. I'm like, this should be illegal. Like you can't just superimpose <laughs> something into someone's hand from 10 years ago. Like also it's almost that. like a deep fake thing. Like what? My legal team would be like, my counsel would be like, Diana, please stop. But you know, everyone, yeah. but I get it. It's like people respond to it. It shows up in the algorithm, but I right. ultimately think I call these like pinches of poison. It's like all these little things that like, don't kill you. It's like a pinch of poison. It doesn't kill you right away, but it slowly kills you over time. If you do too many mm. of them. Yep. And for me, when I think about the brands that I respect the most, it's the brands that have taken over a decade to build and have had a very clear vision, whether that's a Byredo or an Aesop or something. And it's like, they were a little bit slower. And I think that, yes, we've had so much success, mainly I think because people like Gwyneth or the Sephora team wanted this too, and the timing was right. But I also see this as like, uh, I'd rather heat up a little bit slower 
and have longer term success and more of a strong foundation. I think I do feel a little concerned for people who heat up overnight. It's a lot of heat to take and the sustainability of that isn't always there. So I think it's really about finding a balance and acknowledging that like, it's okay if things move a little bit slower than you think they are. You brought up something earlier that really caught my attention. And you were saying that kind of your visual literacy is like what's kind of formed your thought and formed like your outlook as a founder. And that's what I really think makes a good founder is how do you take your life experience, everything, everyone that you've worked for and met, everything that catches your eye and how do you process that and then output it? And I I feel like I often come across people who are in, were in your position. They're freelancing, they are consulting, and they're just on the precipice of starting their own thing. But that one little bit right there of taking your visual literacy and turning it into output, I think is kind of where people get stuck. What's your best advice for going from consulting, working for a bunch of people to doing your own thing? Yeah, it's, Honestly, it's not even me. It's the people around me. I think the biggest thing is who you surround yourself with at that inflection point, because you're right. And I loved consulting and I really did love building other people's brands. There was an internal kind of tipping point where I was like, I can't keep doing this for other people. I have this idea that Google doc was out. You know, it's funny. I made a Pinterest board before I even worked it away. So this had to be like 2016 for like a brand that I wanted to make. I originally wanted to be like a robe company, which is so funny now. Like there's so many robes, but like, I look at that original Pinterest board. It was called Awake Robes again, before I worked it away. And it was like all of like the Ed Rocher, the Brancusi, like all the little things. And it's evolved. I think all of us could look at our Pinterest boards from like five years ago, whether it's like an outfit and you're like, oh, that's changed a little bit. But I think I actually really love Pinterest. For me, it's like this beautiful record of like how my taste has evolved, but also the things that are so core to who I am. And like, I'm a huge Jim Henson, Muppets, Fraggle Rock person. Like I love Lord of the Rings. Like I'm obsessed with Lord of the Rings. So like, there's all these kind of like world references and it was really Sho who was our creative director at Away. His name's Sho Shibuya. He, you might've seen, he paints on the New York Times every morning. He's unbelievable. So we worked together at Away and I actually met with him for coffee at Crosby Street Hotel and was like, I ha- exactly what you said. I'm like, I know how to launch a brand. Like I've done this before. I have all the people I want to send it to. I know what this product is. I've started doing that. How do I actually build this brand world? And that he really, as a trained graphic designer, took what was in my head and made it something that is what Crown Affairs today. And all the people around me, like I always joke, I'm like, it's like assemble your Avengers. So if you're in a position and you're like, I'm building other people's brands. I have clients. I have this thing. And you're like, I'm kind of ready to like launch my own thing. Like everyone says this, but it's like your network and your community and the people you work with is everything. And like, you can't do everything. You just can't. And the sooner that you kind of recognize that it's okay to let go and like delegate and have people help you, the further you'll go even quicker. Is there a resource that you often turn to whenever you have a question as an entrepreneur? It's usually my friends who have like totally different brains than me. I'm a very right totally. brain thinker. So all of my friends, I, and I, it's funny when I worked at spring, I think we had some overlap, but like my friend Emron, I don't know if you worked with him. He was like a UX UI designer. Like he is one of those people where he like thinks about things differently or Chaz who also worked at spring, who was great growth marketer. 
he actually worked at Living Proof. He was a VP at Living Proof before that. And oh, like, cool. I didn't know he's, that. Yeah, he's so smart. And like, our brains could not be more different. Or my friend, Dan, who's a, a bioengineer and chemist, he just 3D plant, he literally 3D prints cartilage and puts it in human ears. And it's like, wow, it's not the people that are like my peers with like partnerships or community. It's like, whenever I'm a little stuck, I'm like, they usually just totally view something in a different way. So surrounding yourself with people that have more like engineering, IT, technical backgrounds, I think is really helpful. And they're usually like, also people who are honest with you. That's a big one. Diana, you're the best. You're one of my favorite founders in the game. Thank you so much for all of this. I so appreciate it. I'm so happy I finally got to have you on the show. It's while in the making. I feel very honored. Long time listener, first time caller. So I'm great. I'm very grateful to be here and I adore you. And you know how much I just loved watching you shine and building your world. It, it just makes me smile at how many incredible things that you've, you've done. So, and it's just Thanks. the beginning. That's the crazy part. I like, every time I see you do something, I'm like, Liv is just getting started. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.